WFOD starts now. WFOD show. Here next to me is my good friend Mike. Hi, hi guys. And also Jaguar Impressive, Popcorn Bitch, Travi P Pants. Did you say I'm drunk? The Duke of Denim. Did he say he's drunk or did he just say No, he's gonna do that at the end. That's oh, that's the new you way introduce to do it. yourself last? Yeah, you're killing us flow, man. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Travis is here. Travis, how are you today? Hey, great, great. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And me, I am drunk. Earn SEL on the Twitters. Come follow me. We have a hell of a show for you. Guys, listen. <laughs> we have a hell of a show for you tonight. There's a lot going on in the world, I think, that we need to talk about. <laughs> Travis, I saw a battle raging on Twitter, um, and... What, what Is it I, the M&M, the spokes candies in Maya Rudolph? <laughs> Battle to the death. Travis, that's so fucking stupid. So fucking stupid. <laughs> Keep going. I mean, who gives a fuck, right? <laughs> fucking candy. I was about to say, we talking about J.K. Simmons and Maya Rudolph or just actual M&M's? Uh, the M&M's. They, uh, M&M's melted all their spokes candies and, and welcomed Maya Rudolph as the new spokesperson for M&M's. The, the, what happened, the, the candy went woke drunk. Yeah. And it made everybody crazy. They were like, these fucking candies are woke, so fuck M&M's forever. Aren't they already woke because they're all the different colors? And... Well, no, I think they changed shoes. Like, yeah, they the, gave the, the, they took the fuck me heels off of the green M&M and gave her like some sensible pumps. Right, oh. and, and then they introduced a purple M&M who... I think was another lady who. It's, it's all candy, Travis. It's a little cartoon candy. Travis, you remember back in the '80s they had the tan M&M. Yeah, yeah, I do. That was Hell my yeah, that was my favorite M&M. They I, had the contest they and they the switched it to to blue. Yeah. yeah, they got rid of tan and brought blue in. But Travis, no, that's not the uh, the battle that I saw raging on. But what I I really wanted to just ask you what you thought about it because drunk. Travis, he's a, a a bit of a horror snob. A bit. Uh, and, and you so, think I'm a snob? He, well, he, so, he knows what he likes. Well, he's he's a horror connoisseur. Where I would think that I would go so far as to call you like an expert on the topic. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, snob was a judgy word, Travis. I apologize. Okay, that's all right. Uh, but uh, drunk, I want to ask Travis a question. All right, I, yeah. Travis take. Travis, can Ghostface have a gun? Yes. 
Travis take? So anyway, yeah, what by, else was going by, on? This by week? Ghostface, you, you mean the Scream, right? Yeah, in the Scream movie, uh, it, there's a new trailer that came out, and Ghostface had a shotgun. Well, listen, there has to be, the, when you're talking about Ghostface, there has to be evolution, right? Like, he's not like most of these other slashers who are, they have some sort of supernatural element to them. Like, Ghostface has done all sorts of weird shit to kill people because it's just like a person. Like, it was Laurie Met, it was Roseanne's sister at one point, for Christ's sake. So they got to do whatever they can. And now that you're in New York, you kinda, you, you're you kind of fitting in with the crowd and you're starting to use guns to murder people. As long as you're getting the job done, right? Yeah. Right. It's still terrifying. You know, I remember when Scream first came out. I would way rather not get killed with a gun. How many so. Ghostface killers yeah, were there that first Halloween after Scream came out? Oh, so many. Jeez, so many. Everybody and the, the mask. The thing about the Ghostface, we haven't seen the movie. We just saw the trailer in which uh, Ghostface does not start out with a gun. Ghostface does start to attack these people with a knife, but a gun comes into play. And then Ghostface uses that gun to take out who he needs to take out. Now, if you'll remember all the way back to Scream 1, Billy Loomis does have a gun, but he's not in Ghostface regale uh, when he is using that so gun. So once you're not Ghostface anymore, then you can just have a gun. So yeah. is Nev Campbell in this movie? No, she's not in it. No, they didn't pay her. Either that or she's her. Ghostface and they're just uh, duping us. Is, is Courtney Cox in this movie? Courtney that Cox dude. Is is, That'd be uh, a slick as fuck twist is that Nev Campbell made a big deal about them not paying her and then she turns out to be Ghostface. I am all for that, he, even if I know it's the you case. Golf I'm all for that it. One. Uh, you know, it'd be really fun is if they did like a like a Terminator salvation. So is, and is Arquette like a, in it? Arquette's dead. He uh, died. He got in the last killed one. in the last one. Spoiler alert. Uh but he might may, still be in it, maybe, though, because Jamie yeah. Kennedy was in uh, the Scream movies after he was killed. And well, Skeet Ulrich hey, is in the last you, one, and he's You dead. never know. They might have a flashback. Maybe. Uh, you can't kill David Arquette, I hear, Travis. No, you definitely can't kill him. Yeah, Listen, one of my one of my favorite things about the uh, first Terrifier movie, Art the Clown, like, you go the entire movie with Art the Clown, like, stabbing people, cutting people up, doing just the nastiest shit with them. And then when he starts to lose ground and the final girl, quote-unquote, who doesn't turn out to be the final girl, starts to, like, upstage him and starts to beat him, he just pulls out a gun and shoots her in the face. <laughs> and he's like, fuck this, I ain't losing. And he shoots her in the face. Indiana and it was style. so unexpected, but so amazing at the same time that uh, I bring the guns in, fuck it. I don't know if you know about the thing the Washington Capitals do. And this isn't really like uh, anything special. I just, I saw it and it you a fan of the team? made me smile. Uh, they have a thing in uh, at Washington Capitals games where they have the uh, McNugget minute. Okay. Where if they score during that minute, you get McNugget. You get a six day. piece chicken McNugget the next day. Yeah. And do the fans chant, we want nuggets. Yeah. Well, apparently they've been getting them a lot. And uh, I just I have a clip of uh, Alex Ovechkin uh, talking about McNuggets in broken English, and it made, it made me laugh. And so I pulled it because I wanted you to hear it because I like it. Guys have scored four plus goals in your last seven games. What's been the big reason for the big outburst? Well, we just want to uh, give fans uh, fried chicken wings. So, you know, just uh, uh, give them. 
Dude. <laughs> that is very funny. <laughs> so you, you remember... I have no reason to play that, Travis. I just like it. I, I, just... I think that's amazing, the fact that he did that as a, at a post-game when somebody asked him we why the he fans stole so many... <laughs> we want the fans to get fried chicken wings. <laughs> you remember back in the day when the Blues did the five goals for tacos? Yeah, we used to do tacos. Uh no, it's a fun game. After they scored the fourth goal, the whole fucking crowd, we, we want, want tacos. tacos. And they, yeah. Yeah. they'd almost always get that fifth goal. Yeah, the Brewers used to do something. I can't remember what the actual thing that they had to do was, but like when there was a plethora of George Webb restaurants, uh, if the Brewers did something special, you'd get like five burgers for five bucks or some shit. So I used to work at Taco Bell when they were doing this promotion. And the first year of it... You can get hard or soft tacos for 35 cents. Okay. So that year they went nuts. People buy hundreds of tacos at a time. Was that only in the greater St. Louis area that you would get that? Like if I was watching that, could I go to my local Taco Bell and be like, yo, dude, uh, the Blues scored a goal. I'd like to have my cheap tacos, please. (laughs) So the second year they're like, all right. Now we're only doing crunchy tacos. You can't get soft ones? Second year, couldn't do soft ones. Only crunchies. Third year, still went nuts with the tacos. Fine. Fucking tacos, 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 tacos. Third year, we had to set a limit. You could only buy 20 tacos. That was the max? For 35 cents. Hmm. That's a lot of fucking tacos to be going through and picking up. Yeah, seven bucks for 20 tacos? Are you kidding me? And I'm probably eating at least half of those tacos. Yeah. Yeah, you're lucky if your kids get to eat those tacos. <laughs> yeah. Travis, you really, you you don't fill up on tacos. You just eat the amount of tacos you have. Dude, I love And then tacos. they're gone. Well, that's the thing. And especially crunchy tacos. I don't know what it is about crunchy tacos. I don't know if it's because, like, when I'm talking about soft shell tacos, I usually get, like, the burrito size, so I fill them extra. But, yeah. like... Hard shell tacos, like you can't pack as much into them. I think so. Like, man, I can I can put down crunchy tacos like crazy, and I'll eat them until I've had seven of them, and then I'll realize how disgustingly full I am after about fifteen minutes later, and then I regret all those choices. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll usually get like the street taco size tortilla. Mm, yep, actual that, soft taco size. <laughs> yeah, and then eating seven of them doesn't make you feel so bad because you just no. ate seven like sliders basically very true Travis uh, I don't know if you saw what was trending on Twitter the other day but our good friend Carol Baskin was trending Uh, (laughs) I I have the clip Carol fucking Baskin Um, she said that the FBI told her that the husband that everybody thought she killed is is alive but I don't think anybody else has said it just no, just but her. No, nobody else has said it. Only Carol said it, and not only did only Carol say it. Carol said it back in November. That's how this. I don't know how this started trending. Uh, four months, three months later, or whatever. But uh, this this was something that she said in November of 2022. Uh, she just said, "Yeah, no, the FBI called me and yeah. told me that he's fine." Bring, <laughs> hey Carol Baskin. Hey, you think gonna, wouldn't the FBI tell-, tell us, Travis? Yeah, we're not going to tell anybody else, but uh, Carol, he's fine. He's in Costa Rica. <laughs> oh, it was Costa Rica? That's where he is? Yeah, Costa Rica, yeah. Which, yeah. that's what she's been saying all along, isn't it? Yeah. 
that she thinks well, that he got on his private plane and flew to Costa Rica. And that's what the conjecture was anyway, was because he had business dealings down there. If, you, if anybody has watched the Tiger King part two, it delved into that quite a bit more deeply is that he actually had some nefarious business dealings uh, and, and was likely employing the company of uh, underage sex workers in Costa Rica well, that- and having weird parties parties and right. shit costa rica is so poor you can live there for pennies on the dollar right oh you if we moved there we'd be kings we'd be the three kings <laughs> george Clooney, ice cube and mark Wahlberg. nice which one would i be could i be ice uh, Cube? nah drunk's ice cube why are, why is he ice cube i'm the fat one. Oh, nah he's, he's the saucy one <laughs> and you're taller than me so are you Clooney and i'm Wahlberg? i'm not quite as yeah, I mean, by I think we'd probably have to split Wahlberg. <laughs> so neither of us are Clooney. I don't think I don't think any of us can be. Clooney. We're both Wahlbergs, Travis. <laughs> yeah, we're both Wahlbergs, <laughs> and we're not even Mark Wahlberg. We're like Donnie and oh, Daryl Wahlberg. Uh, you know what? Sometimes I think Donnie's cooler. I don't lie. Wait, he was a he was a new kid on the block, wasn't he? He was Donnie. Yeah, I'll be a new me. kid on the block. Eddie, that sounds great. Eddie's been on that Blue Bloods for like fifteen years. Fuck if I'm gonna yeah. be a, if I'm gonna be a new kid on the block, I'm Joey McIntyre, the sweet young. No, you're a three king. You're losing it, Travis. Because if we're talking about new kids on the block, I want to be Jordan Knight. I was about to say he's Jordan Knight. He's the heartthrob. No, we're three kings. We're not new kids on the blocks. I'm Jordan Knight because I went into real estate after my scene. You career. just said you were Joey McIntyre, you motherfucker. I'm two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I have the body of hey, Jordan I'll and the be personality I, of I'm Joey McIntyre. I'll be Dwani. I thought me and Travis were combined. Fuck all of this. Fuck you guys. Okay? Do you want to hear Miss France yell? Because Do you it. said you hadn't heard it. Uh, I think there's lead up. There's a couple other people saying who they are first. But you'll recognize Miss France. She's the one that uh, sounds kind of weird. What is, is is that always been something they do that they just shout their country as loud as they can? I thought I that so. I like there so. was a, an announcer man. I feel like I remember this. That I would like that just really? say their name and they'd wave. Well, That's you know, what I thought. Two different I pageants, right? I thought they'd get like Steve Harvey out there to be like, oh, here's Miss Argentina. Right. And here's Miss Finland. And then they do a little walk and a turn with their hand on their hip and they wave. They do the pageant wave, like the little. Uh, uh, elbows, elbows, wrist, wrist. The leg wave. Yeah, but but no. This year they all just shouted out the name of their country. Did they hop across stage when they did that? No, they're all just standing there. There was like ninety of them. It went on oh, forever. Did they announce the proper person this year? Oh, like who actually won? <laughs> I thought for sure Ukraine was going to win, but they didn't. They... Yeah, well, she's strong. Oh. No, oh. I, just you know, because. I mean, they're all they're I, all good looking gals. Who gives it, a though. shit, right? All Just right. give it to the give it to the Ukraine. They're in a war, goddammit. Yeah. Miss <laughs> Afghanistan. <laughs> <laughs> so you mind if I uh, bring up a little oh. little personal? Oh, what's going on with Drunk's life here? Absolutely. So last week I. Got a membership to the YMCA. Oh. It's right across the street from my house. Okay. 
I pass it every day going to and from work. So a membership to the YMCA, is is that like, they have like a gym? They have a gym. They have a... Basketball courts? <clears throat> basketball court, yep. A pickleball courts? The pickleball court is noon to four in the gym. Yep. Trevor, <laughs> is pickleball just dumb tennis? Dude. It's tennis Packed. Packed every day. Crazy. Yep. Anyway... But yeah, they got they got the up upstairs track overlooking the gym. They got a childcare facility and all that. And you joined it. I joined uh, last week. I had to wait a couple of days for my tattoo to finish healing, but it's healed now and I'm good to go. And I told myself that I was gonna swim a mile every day until my wedding. Okay. So, Starting when? Yesterday, he's gonna swim a mile, Travis. And so far, first day, swam a third of a mile because you realized the mile is too much for you at this point. <laughs> yes. So, are you gonna make up for it by swimming more than a mile when you can swim better? So, gotta ease your way up to it. Went back today, you know, day two. That's the hardest part. Oh, going back the next going day. Going back the next day, dude. Right. They say they say if you can do it for two weeks, you've developed the habit. Yeah. And, like, I can't not go. I, I, I fucking pass it on my way home from work. I, you know, I'll that fucking... That sign, it, it yeah, burns. It'll, it'll, I'll just be pissed off at myself if I just pass it up and don't go. That's the thing, because you look out your window and you're going to see, yeah. fuck, yeah, I shit. didn't go today. It's <laughs> there right it there. I can walk there if I want to. So go today, did... Two more laps than I did yesterday. Okay. So we're we're, progress, we're working baby. there. Progress, 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 progress. It's uh, as long as you get better every day, no matter how little it is, you're heading in the right direction. Anyway, we're gonna first two steps out of the pool. I looked like the baby giraffe beam. Oh, because your legs were tired. I could not feel my legs. Period. Exclamation uh-huh. point. That was today. Yesterday. Well, both days. Have you done it today? I go right after work. Okay. So you're going after this? No, I went after work. When do you get off work now? Two. Oh. You used to come here from work. I used to. Oh. Now you work at the day shift. Uh, in November, the person who was above me, well, he wasn't above me. He was my same level, but been there longer. He got fired. So okay. I'm exclusively days now. Sweet. You keep this up and you might give me, I've had a Y membership for well over a year. Uh, I went for about a month last year in January and then I haven't been back Stop since. Going. I I did love it. I did feel exhausted afterwards. I pretty much did bikes and then I started to uh, add some weights to it. Um, but I did really like it. And then I would shower there afterwards and walk out of the Y feeling like a million dollars. Um, you keep doing this and it might get me back. I'll use my little yeah, membership so, card that I got in my truck and scan myself back in. So yesterday, went right after work, swam my third of a mile, went home, starving, fucking starving. But I wanted to take a nap more. <laughs> so I fell asleep, waiting for the lady to get home. She gets off at eight. How long did were you asleep? Uh, I got home probably about four. And you slept till eight? Yeah. Wow. That's a good nap there. That's that's a real good nap. He spent some time oh, in, in his Some uh, would almost space. say you went to bed. <laughs> Dude, I was, I was out. I was fucking out. 
Hey, what do you want for dinner? We decided on Chick-fil-A. Okay. One of the cool wraps, you know what I'm talking about? Right. And some grilled chicken nuggets. Man, I only ate half of that fucking grilled wrap, and I couldn't eat no more. Why? I don't know, but, you know, hopefully the metabolism. You fucked up your guts? No. Now, my suggestion, too, is after you get into this a little bit more, uh, start introducing some leafy greens to your diet. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of my goal. Two weeks, just the swimming. That works out. Two weeks from now, I'll start changing my diet. And then, you know, two weeks from then, you know, and to the workout, possibly going on the rowing machine and stuff. Yep. Baby steps. Rowing. That sounds fun. Baby steps. I, uh, I've reduced the hours that I'm allowed to drink uh, during the week. I'm also considering, I don't know if I'm going to do it yet. I'm considering no booze February. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. That's a whole month. Yeah. Yeah. It's the shortest month. It is the but shortest no. month. Is it a leap year, though? <laughs> yeah, it's still shortest month. I just don't want to look like a fat slob in my wedding pictures, you know? Yeah, I get it. I looked uh, amazing <laughs> in my wedding pictures. It actually makes me really upset to look at my wedding pictures because I'm uh, in the best shape I ever was in my life. And I was tan as fuck, yeah. so I looked really good. Uh, so I never look at those pictures. Well, we're not getting <laughs> an actual like photographer or anything. We're just letting... Our guests be our photographers, um, but still. still, I mean, that's we'll, that you have to be more worried about that because if you got an actual photographer, they're going to try to take the most fat, flattering pictures of you, whereas your guests are going to take whatever candid shots they feel like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, coming up after the break, we are going to be talking to uh, Maurice Lamarche. Uh, he, hey, ain't that the brain? It's the the brain drunk. Uh, he is in a new movie. It's called a uh, Murder Anyone. Uh, and I, Travis, I watch it. It's great. Murder anyone? Murder anyone? No, murder. Murder anyone? anyone. Murder anyone? Murder anyone? Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back. No matter how secure you are, how safe you feel. Danger could be right at your shoulder. Are you going to write any of this? I wrote plenty. Plenty? You wrote Act One. Okay, okay. Richard enters. He's a pleasant-looking chap with a perpetual grin. He's dressed in tennis clothes. Murder? Anyone? Isn't it a little early in the play to show that Richard's a psycho killer? Well, it does take a bit of the pressure off, doesn't it? Wait a second, what is that? Someone in a chicken costume? Why is it someone in a chicken costume? This is where we reveal that something is going on that the audience didn't realize. There's something going on that I didn't realize. You'd like to murder me, Blaine? We can't have a psychic. I am Mary Clemens. I am blind. I've been summoned. By whom? The dead. <gasps> this play could be our meal ticket. Let's go, Cooper! This is the final straw. Murder? Anyone? Kung Fu zombies and Marilyn Monroe, and now a vampire? You say that like it's a bad thing. W-F-O-T! Ooh, spinach again. 
Oh, you must not have heard. Spinach is fun now. Tyreek the tortoise. Eat your greens, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hallucinogenic spinach. Making spinach fun. Whoa, mommy, catch me. I'm falling. Get yours today in the parking lot of Costco. Eat your greens, motherfucker. This is Gail Weathers with breaking news. A new ghost face has emerged in Woodsboro. And in an exclusive interview, he has come out as bisexual. I'm glad after this public coming out, I don't have to hide that part of me. Just the murder part. More on this developing story as information becomes available. Hey man, congrats. Not the sexual identity, but who Ghostface actually is, you should alert the authorities. WFOD is proud to present Mike's sister makes instrumentals for Bo Daddy Harris's Instagram posts. As you requested. Once again. WFOD. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Welcome back. Our guest tonight is one of the top voice actors in the world. He's in front of the camera in a new horror comedy called Murder Anyone. Murder Anyone? Available February 7th on digital. Maurice LaMarche is on the program. Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going okay. How are you doing, man? It's going great. It's going good. I apologize. I, I, uh, yeah, we had a little flooding here at the house. So, oh, no. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. So I had a four, 431 scheduled and totally <laughs> forgot about it. <laughs> well, you don't have to apologize to us. We were clearing out the... Yeah, I know you were by 430. Yeah. <laughs> you're, my, you're my lucky six o'clock that I remembered. So I was sitting there after we clean, you know, clearing out the garage so they can, uh, you know, uh, start, you know, getting rid of the water. And then I'm, I'm finally sitting on the couch and I'm I've got publicity. <laughs> <laughs> Not too much damage, I hope. 
in the uh, flooding. Well, no, we'll see. I hope not. We've got the we have got we've got the adjuster coming out tomorrow. So, jeez, where where about are you? Are you? I'm in a suburb called Sherman Oaks. Mm-hmm. Oh, where are you guys at? We're I'm in, we're in St. Louis, and Travis is in Wisconsin. So, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. all over the place. Oh, what part of Wisconsin? I was just there uh, in December. Oh, were you? Uh, Central Wisconsin. I'm like smack dab in the middle in Wisconsin Rapids. I was in Hayward. Oh, sure. Yep. I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. Were you doing like a signing or something? Uh, no, we were doing a performance of the Animaniacs concert at the uh, Seven Winds Casino and Resort. And the snow was so bad, this was in mid-December, that all the shows were snowed out. Oh. And uh, so we just... Had a lovely three days in Wisconsin, admiring the snow. Went for a wonderful steak dinner uh, at a lovely little place in, in 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 Hayward, and and they sent us home with a check and said it's not your fault. So wow. we were, oh, perfect! <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, you were you were up north, so I would imagine yeah. so that you got yeah you get snowed in and up there quite a bit. I'm yeah. surprised they actually planned anything in uh, this time of the year in Hayward. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we were we were we were, uh, but. We had to drive in. Actually, we, we were um, we were uh, we landed in Minneapolis, and we were supposed to catch a, a plane that connection to uh, Duluth, and then drive from Duluth. It's only a ninety minutes drive. Nope, two, two flights were canceled while we were there, and so we finally stayed overnight at the airport hotel and rented a car at five in the morning oh. to trek in the snow. And of course, they they let the Canadian. <laughs> said, well, you know how to deal with snow mo and i said yes i do eh <laughs> so that, the canceled flights and things those that that was a sign of the things to come right like uh it just, was oh, I guess a we're grave, s- yes it was a poor it was a poor tense yes yeah, we're snowed into a casino perfect <laughs> so yeah. do you do you still have more animaniac shows coming up or we have a whole new season coming up and uh we're, we're actually going to start a little publicity tour for that uh, you know, in the in the next week or so, well, the first week of February, and then uh, we will drop the Hulu will drop the final ten episodes. I think they're doing them a week at a time. I'm not sure. Uh, starting, I think February seventeenth. Now, a oh, lot this, of this is not this is not the first time that you've been involved with a, a television program that was brought back from the dead many years later, was it? No, uh, I seem to be involved with a lot of those. Uh, the Futurama we're working on right now. We just uh, we just recorded uh, twenty episodes, and now we're in post production and doing fixes on that, in both ADR and you know rewrites and that type of thing, because they always wanted as funny as it can get before it hits the uh, it's the stream. Um, so uh, working on that, I'm just waiting for with with John Lovitz, you know, having a whole new career now as playing uh, Santos. <laughs> I. I can a critic reboot be far behind? Oh God, that would be I great. Would love a critic reboot. <laughs> so would I. I can't believe that hasn't happened yet. They even brought back uh, who Doctor Katz got a reboot before uh, the critic uh-huh. did. I know, I know. <laughs> I think I think one of the concerns is that it's such a period piece. There are no there are no TV film critics anymore. That's true. So they'd have to reinvent. <laughs> they would have to show Jay reinventing himself. Although they could do it as a period piece, we could just keep parodying '90s movies. Oh sure, God I think knows it'd be, there's enough of them. It'd be easy enough for them to rebrand Jay as a uh, make like him a, a YouTube, YouTube man. Yeah, yeah, like a YouTuber. Yeah, could be, could be. <laughs> yeah, we've lost so many of our cast though. Doris Grau's gone. Uh, although she wouldn't be his makeup girl if he had if he was a YouTuber out of his house, <laughs> and uh, you know Charles 
Napier, God, was he brilliant. He was so brilliant as uh, Duke, the owner of the network. Their, their interplay was so fantastic. But they'll, they, I, you know, Mike and Al, well, Al's so busy running The Simpsons right now. So, you know, they're both very busy with, uh, with it. So, you know, but I would, I would do it in a, in a New York second. Do you work with people when you do this? Like, are you in the same room with them often or? Do you I was about to give the smart ass answer. No, I work against them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pre pandemic, yes. Now we are kind of working like isolated, like we're working like in with Futurama. There are five microphones in isolated and truly enclosed booths with a sliding glass door, hmm. and then one in the middle for Billy West in the big room. But there's one, two, three, four. We can do as many as five, huh. uh, but not the whole cast. We, you know, and we used to do out of that same studio. Just the all eight of us would be in a semicircle. And that's got to be pattern. a completely different dynamic now, right? Then I mean, well, it involves it involves using your imagination a little more because sometimes you're acting with people who are there. Sometimes you're, yeah, you know, the lines are being read in by David X. Cohen, who's a, a brilliant, brilliant writer and a wonderful director. Um, but as Bender leaves something to be desired. Sorry to say, David. <laughs> sorry DXC. But you know we have we have a lot of fun. We have managed to have fun despite the pandemic restrictions. I, I wanted to ask you about the movie, which uh, it, it, it's fun to say because you can't just say murder anyone. You have to kind of like put some. No, that sounds like a, that sounds like a directive. Yeah. Murder anyone. It, know, walk in the room. Travis, it's uh, murder Yo, anyone. Oh, <laughs> murder anyone. Sounds um, like something Lovitz would say. <laughs> anyone? Well, well, well. Hello, I'm the critic, and I'll murder anyone uh, who that's, says that that's my actually a really good Lovitz. <laughs> that's we don't even need John. <laughs> I would never do that. I would never. That he, he is, he's he is his character is so specific and so much him that even if I do kind of hit the notes. I'm not him, and a sound alike just would not cut it on a reboot of The Critic. It would have to be John. I agree. Yeah, so, it would have to be John. I'd be I, happy playing everybody else, including Jeremy <laughs> Oldie's Australian best friend, who still has an exit despite leaving Australia and who's four years old. But yeah, the, the movie is so much fun. Working with James Cullen Bressack was a joy. I have known him since he was four years old. Because you worked, is that with right? Worth worked with his yes, dad. Yes, because his dad Gordon, who wrote the the play, and therefore very little tweaking was done to the play for the screenplay, apart from just putting in camera direction that type of thing. It's essentially the play that Gordon wrote. But Gordon was one of my best friends, and we lost him a couple of years ago. It was a, just it was an honor. It was bittersweet. It was an honor to bring the character to life because he's based mostly on Gordon. And yet I didn't do my Gordon impression, you know, because I'd be talking like this. Gordon kind of talked a little bit like John Lovett. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I, um, you know, I, I loved that I was able to do that for my friend and get to work with. I might be one of seven people on the planet allowed to call James Jimmy. Because <laughs> I've been calling him Jimmy since he was four years old. So, well, so I can get away it- with it. You guys can't. Yeah. Is it a a special circumstance that got you in front of the camera? Because that's kind of unusual to. Jimmy see. asked. That's he, all I care about. I mean, if Jimmy came to James, if James Cullen Bressack came to me and said, "Will you be in a movie of mine?" 
course I said yes. I have a little experience on camera. And in my younger career, when I was a stand-up, I did a fair bit of on camera. But voiceovers took over. And I really didn't work those muscles for uh, for a long time. And then in the last few years, friends of mine have been asking me to just do you know, small parts in, in short films. So I, I got to be in front of the camera, things that you, you probably haven't seen. But, um, uh, you know, it wasn't my first time, thank God. It's the biggest part I've ever, I've ever played, though. Uh, it's probably more screen time. And I, I'm, I'm blown away. I don't know if it's in the press or not, but I think I got three Best Actor or Best of Fest Actor Awards. I mean, we, we did a whole bunch of smaller horror festivals and, and mm. one major one. And somehow or another, I managed to to get three best actor awards wow. and then, and, and then, and then in, in the ensemble as well as part of, part of best ensemble cast. Well, so I mean, we had, it, the movie's talk. great. Uh, I, worth mentioning. I, it I is. It it's hilariously funny. Yeah, it's, I mean, Gordon is a three time Emmy winning writer. God rest his soul, right. you know, <laughs> and as an atheist, he'd probably be, wait a minute. <laughs> God rest his soul. Uh, but I mean, he's a funny, funny writer and always was. And what James did with the with the the, the play, uh, it works better as a movie as, as than it does as a play because the transitions are 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 cleaner and and more bizarre and that's the fun of the picture that as George and Charlie the two writers fight right what they're fighting about appears on the screen and I love that we're in we're in uh, we're in noir even though we're writing a noir picture <laughs> but what we're, we're what what we're writing comes in in color and it's either it's either in a black box theater if it's the play we're writing or you know this is their this is their great argument i hope i'm not giving away too much that if, if it's the screenplay then it's cinematic and it's in a mansion so um you know just but the fights that we have and the bizarreness of what takes shape is the fun of the film well, we had talked to uh, James uh, quite a while ago, right, Mike? Uh, and I yeah. think most of the time that we spent talking to James was, uh, I think we talked about Taco Bell mostly Talk for Taco that Bell conversation. For yeah. But it, you, talking about James, though, it's like he he is steadily trying to recoup as many credits as you have on your IMDb page. That that <laughs> that guy, man, does he? Well, I'll he tell you, if he creates. keeps going the way he's going, he's going to pass me by. <laughs> But, you know, by the time he's 32, yeah. I mean, you know, he doesn't how many stop. films did he do before he was 30 years old? And this, <laughs> right. this, he probably would have told you that that's a Gordon's direction. Do as many films as you can before 30. They'll refer to them as your early films and you can learn. You can get a, get away with things and take risks. And he's absolutely right. You know, I want to also say a word about Charlie Howell, who plays the character Charlie in the film, who was Gordon's real life uh, uh, writing partner. Uh, and they wrote, uh, you know, uh, the, I think the lion's share of the pinky and the brains, especially when it went to his own series, to its own series. Charlie's instincts are so spot on. And I remember when, you know, when the show came to an end, we were corresponding a little bit via email. And he said, I'm, I'm going to start studying Meisner. So he was this writer who suddenly started, you know, studying the Meisner technique of acting. And he's become a wonderful actor. It was, I mean, I don't think the film... I would have been as present in the film if I didn't have a great partner like Charlie to work off of. So he was great. And he, the, James Runt ran a very fun set. 
And he Absolutely. was someone you already had a relationship prior to because he worked on Absolutely. Pinky. Yeah, it, is it normal for you to have that much of a relationship with writers and stuff? Is that I seek it's it's it may not be normal, but I seek writers out. I, I love writers. Yeah, writers are my favorite people. I I, uh, I like to hang out with writers. I would say uh, majority of my friend group is writers or people who have written, uh, which is kind of uh, interesting because I I attempt to write, but I've not published anything. Right. I've not sold anything. Gordon and I tried to develop a sitcom together. Uh, back in the 90s, while Pinky and the Brain was still going on. And that's as close as I came to the writer's life. But I just adore writers, the way they think and their discipline and their lifestyle. So I'm a big writer fan. That's got to so flex any creative muscle, though, right? Whether you're a performer or a director or even a producer, really. Like if you're if you're writing, it's got to it's got to get those juices flowing for what, you know, you actually your career actually is at that point. Absolutely. And, and, you know, Danny Simon, Neil's brother, and I did take, you know, writing, writing classes with him. Uh, and he, he, he taught a lot of the sitcom people throughout the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, thousands. You know, his whole thing is writing is just improv at a typewriter. You know, I mean, you're improvising, you're just writing it down. So it's a lot of the same muscles as improv acting and uh, so yeah i just i just never write my my stuff down <laughs> it's the problem <laughs> so i've started too lately i've actually started to scribble you know scribble scribble down thoughts and notions and I, who knows you may see something come out of these fingers yet <laughs> i i wouldn't ask if if it's gotten easier because i easier probably isn't the right word but has voice acting become more convenient like with technology and stuff can somebody just send you a couple lines and you run down in the basement and crank them out and yeah i mean i was you know prior to the pandemic i had a few friends who had home studios Uh, mostly they were uh promo announcers you know the guys that went tonight on abc yeah on an all new you know, the, you know, because that kind of work, and I've been doing a little bit of that for for um, for ABC actually, uh, for whenever they do a live action Disney special, they seem to call on me, which is very nice. They want that stuff sometimes ten minutes before airing, so you've got to have. Oh, geez, a home really? You can't be you can't be stuck in traffic going down to ABC. <laughs> is that and, some producer forgetting that they needed a voiceover and they were like, <laughs> no, oh, something, shit, something changes or they don't have time. <laughs> Something was rushed, or you got to say coming up next, or uh, and, and 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 coming up next is oh, too man, many words. We don't so have coming say, up next. Up next, we got to say up next. Coming up next, they had to compress it too much. So too much. up next, <laughs> you know, things, little technical things like that. You know, do you think um, that you could produce like like a pack of those where you say all the things and then like uh in in twenty years. ABC can like pay your estate or something for Oh, them. like it's just like a Maurice Lamarche. Like, That's not like, how the contract goes. <laughs> you've, got to, you've got to, the contract has, you have to actually say the words every time. There's no residuals. Oh. So you must, when you do promo, they, 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 you get paid when you talk. So they it's can't, like, they can't it's just like, keep you know, the you know one you did last year? Break, hmm? They can't just keep the one you did last year and use it again? 
Uh, you know what? There, there are reuse. There are reuses. That's I'm I'm wrong. There are reuses, but they really like to, you know, have it be that because because they're shaping they're shaping it all the time. Yeah. You know, it's but the rule is you have to. Do you know where the term "break a leg" comes from? No. You know, when you tell an actor "good luck," it's, you tell him yeah, "break a leg." You don't say "good luck" because that's like a jinx, right? Right. Okay. Break a leg is a vaudeville term. <coughs> when you're on when you're on stage. There are curtains, and then behind them, there are other curtains. You ever notice there's like layers of curtains? Okay. Well, in the vaudeville days, those were called the legs of the stage. Each one of those curtains was a leg. If anything happened where the, to stop the show, whatever it might be, if you didn't walk on stage, they didn't have to pay you. Mm. So each of those curtains was called a leg, and if you walked through those side curtains – into a scene, you broke the leg. That means you, you got, got paid. You got paid. So what you're saying is oh. you're wishing your fellow actor get paid tonight. Hope you make it onto the stage. <laughs> I like so, it. So yeah. So as that with promo, if you leave the if you leave the studio and leave the building the studio's in, they if they call your agent and you have to go back in from the parking lot, they have to pay you again. Oh wow. You get a new session fee, but if you don't leave the building, they can just, if you're, you know, hanging out in the kitchen of the studio, getting an extra coffee for the road, they say, Mo, we need you back in. We, we, we need you it's just a little faster. They don't have to pay you. It's all. So, the same so you do, do you run out of the studio when you're finished completing? I like don't. As fast as I possible. Don't, but I've got friends that do. I have friends that go, all right, guys, see you later. And out. And they're in their like, cars. Like, they got like a chopper waiting for them. Yes. <laughs> like, get me out of here. Yes. Guys, uh, murder anyone? It comes out February seventh. It's on uh, February seventh. Digital. Uh, Maurice plays a big part in it. Uh, it's it's great, Maurice. The movie is is great. I, I enjoyed I it a lot. I'm I'm so pleased with how James treated J- Gordon's source material, and it's hilarious. The young actors in it are very funny. Galadriel Steinman and uh, Christos are so amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm so pleased with this. And, and Spencer Breslin is hilarious too. And I won't tell you, I won't, I won't spoiler it, but he's just so funny as this unexpected entrance. Maurice, as a, as a longtime fan, uh, not to put you on the spot, and I, and I always hate to do this to performers that I admire. Is there any possible chance you could say something as the brain for me? <laughs> yes, Travis, my friend. When I take over the world, you shall all be spared. <laughs> yes, you've done so well by me. You've helped me spread the word of murder anyone <laughs> and its subliminal message. Every other frame is actually obey brain, obey brain, obey brain. <laughs> yes, but it makes its way into your subconscious and you're screwed. <laughs> Thank you so much. Is he, ever, is he ever going to do it, Maurice? Is he ever gonna win? <coughs> I want him to. I want. I want him and Wiley Coyote both to win. Oh wow! It's about I know, time. I, I, I listen. I know I'm plugging murder anyone, but pay it. Pay close attention to season three of Animaniacs. We've got there's there's an episode in there that answers that question. Oh, and he said February seventeenth on that. February seventh. I believe it is February seventeenth. February seventh for murder anyone. Oh, oh okay. Sorry, or murder anyone. Murder anyway. Seventeenth for the drop of of, of Animaniacs. Right. Very excited on, on Hulu. 
We, All right. We really appreciate your time, Murray. Oh, it thank you. Really cool me. talking to you. Any place right. that we can send people for you? Are you on the social medias at all, or you stay away from that? <laughs> you can that? follow me on no. Uh, you can you can follow me on uh, uh, Instagram at Maurice underscore Lamarche, L A M A R C H E. On on Twitter, I'm oh, my name is just Run Together, no space, just M A U R I C E L A M A R C H E, and uh, you know. Uh, friend me on Facebook. I still have a few slots left. Yeah. The Five thousand maximum, and I have a fan page where I'm wearing a tuxedo. So, yeah, perfect. Thanks, right. Maurice, man. Thank, thank, thank you, you so much. It. Good luck with uh, good luck with the uh, adjuster tomorrow. <laughs> thank you. Bye, have a good night. Take care, you man. Too. Travis, the the great news is that uh, I, I won't ever be able to use that brain thing because drunk cough through the whole thing, but. Uh, it was still fun. I was I was trying not to laugh. And it, <laughs> it was a laugh cough situation. There's got to be a way to isolate that audio. <laughs> oh, that was cool. I had to ask. I, I like, know. We were going, I, I was trying to figure out how to ask too. I'm glad you I did just it. did it. We were just we were closing up, and I just had to do it. Like the <laughs> fact he, that he we got to so talk cool. to the brain. I, I, yeah, no, I don't think he minded. No, no. You know, it's the thing is like a lot of times when we talk to those voice actors, they just go into it. And like, obviously, the man has had a rough day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like necessarily. It was a very great conversation. Uh, and I was very happy to talk to him. But I just I couldn't I couldn't let him go without at least asking. And if he would have said, fuck you, I would have been completely fine yeah. with that, too. <laughs> I mean, he went right into love. It, so How I mean. great would it have been if he said, fuck you, though? Yeah, <laughs> That would have like, also been. Pretty you heard great. about the day I had. Fuck yeah. you for asking <laughs> you. Me I'm not your dancing monkey, asshole. <laughs> so next time you have to get the balls to be like, as Brandon, did you just say, now you're listening to the WFOD. Same thing we do every hey, night, Pinky, <laughs> listening to WFOD. Hey, That'd man, he said... He said he Travis. addressed Travis as yeah. the brain. That I don't need anything else. <laughs> yeah, I can die happy now. Travis, pretty excited. Uh, I do have something here that we can talk about. It is time for the Hustle Watch. Uh, Travis, I don't know if you heard. I'm sure you did because you already tweeted about it. So I don't know yep. why I said I don't know you heard. Uh, Travis, are you collecting Sierra Mist? Uh, I currently have two 20-ounce bottles of Sierra Mist, and uh, I'm looking to score some cans. See, Pepsi, guys, if you didn't hear. So they, is it only coming in this baby can? Or? No, that's just what I got. Okay. I got some baby cans drunk. Thought, you know, we could get a little sample. You know, these are perfect for like a 7 and 7 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they changed the name of Sierra Mist to Starry. It tastes the same. It's just. It, do it doesn't. Yeah, it no. does. It tastes. I it think it tastes different. Tastes nothing like Sierra Mist. Yeah, I think it doesn't it tastes, have. It tastes it, a it little closer. It tastes to, exactly the same. No, it tastes yeah. a little closer to Seven Up than it. Used yeah, to. I think it doesn't have the aftertaste that Sierra Mist has, and I think it's more carbonated. Uh, but now Sierra Mist is called Starry, guys. I will say this: Sprite's probably a little sweeter, but I like this better. Drunk, how come all of your shirts have a hole in the same place? Because why is that the place you get holes in your shirts? 
I drop cigarettes on myself. That's where he puts his cigarettes out when oh, he's done. Do you like fall, <laughs> you fall asleep with a cigarette in your mouth? And, I do. And then it drops on your chest uh-huh. and burns. You're a lucky hole? that we live in an yeah. era where the cigarettes have like that fire yeah, safe me. thing. I on know. Them. I'm well What's aware. a fire safe thing? Well, they the if paper. You if you don't the, take a puff on your cigarette for about two minutes, it, goes it burns out. out. Drunk, you you've to... come over here with like four different shirts with holes right there. Yeah. Like you fall asleep with cigarettes in your mouth all the time. Yeah, you're gonna die. <laughs> you're gonna die exactly. like really soon, and we're gonna be sad. We're no man, that's the thing. That's what we're talking about. That's what we're talking about. Is like the cigarettes in the on the paper filter now. If you don't take a puff, like there's parts of it, it just it'll kill it, so it won't burn anymore. But if you have it in your mouth and you drop it to your shirt. The melting of the shirt is also probably putting the cigarette out. So he's safe. If now if, if we lived in the eighties or earlier, when you could you could have a cigarette without taking a puff on it and the entire cigarette could be a giant ash that doesn't fall, yep. he would he would have died this in his is apartment nuts. a long time ago. Yeah. So, so that that this one's not so bad. It's when I'm because I'm a tummy sleeper. So uh <laughs> Do you do you lay on your stomach and smoke cigarettes? Oh yeah. <laughs> So I'll be smoking my cigarette, right? You're a tummy sleeper. Yeah. What is that? And then so I'll, do you I'll, have a hole in your pillow, I'll, I'll, or do you just smother yourself? I'll nod off and light my face on fire. <laughs> that's his. That's his uh, right, uh, well, signal to, to like go to put a cigarette week, and go to bed. Last week I had a big old right on my eyelid, dude. I thought it was gonna go through. Fuck it, it hurt bad. <laughs> that's his signal. That's his, that's how he knows. That he's dozing off, and it's time for him to shut the TV off, put out the cigarette, and actually close his eyes to go to bed when he burns his face with the cigarette that he is smoking. I was famed voice actor Maurice LaMarche uh, of Pinky and the Brain fame definitely saw the big hole in drunk shirt, right? So, I don't care. No, he. I didn't see it until you pointed it out, to be oh, honest. Okay. And the way that he was sitting... When drunk moves a certain way, the hole kind of disappears. Yeah, it hides behind the microphone, I think. It hides behind the mic, and then, like, if, depending yeah. on how he moves his arm, it can go away. Trevor, uh, do you have what you would say is, like, a pick of the week? Something you want the people to know about? Uh, I don't I don't know. Have I done this one before? Uh, Travis's pick of the week is uh, Tulsa King, right? You I haven't been, done I that I did yet. Tulsa King. You haven't done yeah, Tulsa King. Yeah, I'm, I will jump on the bandwagon there and say... Uh, I didn't binge it. I watched like a couple of episodes a day, but there's only nine, so it only lasted about no, a week. Not, but uh, Tulsa King's great, man. Like Sylvester Stallone's great. Andrea Savage is great. All the, the entire supporting cast. It's got that shithead who was the bad guy in the first season of Happy in it. Oh, I hate that guy. Yeah, he sucks. Like he plays a perfect bad guy. Yeah, like, no, I mean, I watched Tulsa him. King, so I know who you're talking about. But yeah, I hate that yeah. guy. Fuck that yeah, guy. Anytime I see he him, sucks. I want him dead. Yeah, he sucks. He's like a, such a good actor that you just like as soon as he shows up on screen, you're like, fuck this guy. Right. He, uh, he has he, a perfect bad guy face, Travis. You just want to punch it. Really does. But uh, Tulsa King is a uh, it's a nine episode series. I think Mike's talked about it before. Uh, mafia guy, mafia capo gets out of prison after 25 years. Uh, mafia says we ain't got no space for you. Sends him to Oklahoma to start up a different branch of their mafia shit. Obviously, things go wrong. <laughs> Uh, some things go right, and uh, it's wonderful. Nine episodes, Paramount Plus. Charles, pick of the week, uh, The Banshees of Inishurin. Mm. Uh, just watched it last night. I think it's on HBO Max right now. <coughs> it is, yep, uh, I have it on my list. Travis, that movie is great. Uh, 
it, it's I mean it, it's beautiful for one. It's like a like on the coast. What is it like the coast of Scotland or something? Mm-hmm. So I mean it's fucking beautiful, but just great acting all around. Uh, just it, it's not like a like a deep plot. It's pretty simple, but it's 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 really well acted. Um, I, I hear it's not a feel good movie. No, no, not particularly. No, <laughs> it's funny. It has funny. It, it, let me give you a, a little uh, tip. Start right away, guys. Turn the subtitles on uh, because they they talk very Irish. You can watch it without the sub. I mean, they're speaking English, but I noticed that it was a lot easier to follow with the subtitles. On. It's like watching Peaky Blinders. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, guys, it, it was it was a great movie. I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, and by the way, Travis, I wasn't lying. The fucking uh, uh, murder anyone. I didn't think I'd like it. Did. Uh, it's an hour 20. It's a short movie. Um, Streaming service? Or? Oh, well, it's not out yet. Uh, we, got, we, via, got, we got to see it early because we're big got shots. Screener, got yeah. yeah, James Cullen Bresek, known him. Uh, if it, It'll get probably a limited theatrical, and then it'll probably be VOD for right. a while. He's, he's kind of known as a horror man. Travis, this is not a horror movie. That's what I was expecting. I was expecting another James Cullen Bresek movie. Wasn't that uh, it's 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 funny, like uh, it's two guys writing a play. And so then like they cut to the play and the people doing the play are doing it like they're in a play. So it's, you know, over the top. Uh, but Maurice is one of the writer guys. It's 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 pretty, pretty fun. It's a fun little movie. So nice. Uh, drunk pick of the week. Yeah, this this drunk's pick of the week. Uh, this Saturday, one of the shows of shows, the live premiere event, the Royal Rumble, the Royal Rumble. I like. That are one. we rumbling? Are we rumbling as a countdown to WrestleMania? Yes, Royal Rumble is the first show of the countdown to WrestleMania. For whatever reason, I always watch the Royal Rumble, Travis. I don't know why, because uh, I don't it's really fun. watch wrestling. It's fun, but I like watching all those guys run out there every couple of minutes. Yeah. When I, yeah, when I was younger, the one thing you know, even when I started to get away from wrestling, the Royal Rumble was the one to watch because it was just so chaotic. And you always got uh, the somebody you haven't seen in three years comes out, and you're like, yes, <laughs> fuck yes, yeah, yeah. It's a spectacle. I like seeing all those big beefy men slap each other in the in the ring. There's usually a whole bunch of them in there at one time. It's a good time. And then Sunday, I'm gonna watch my uh, my Bengals tear apart these Chiefs. Back going back to the Super Bowl, baby. Take that, you, Rob Pastoria. Yeah, if you saw the divisional game, um, the Bengals looked unstoppable. Yeah, and if you watch the divisional game, Pat Mahomes is not walking. No, he's not. <laughs> but he's. <laughs> And, but credit to where credit is due, a broken Patrick Mahomes is still better than 90% of the quarterbacks in the league. Hey, guys, <laughs> let's not forget about Chad Henney. Yeah, that, that guy. He did look amazing, actually. He, <laughs> he came did. out and marched him he, right he down the He looked like field. a 37-year-old quarterback that's been sitting on his ass for the last two years. That's for sure. No, he definitely did not. Yeah, there's some amazing football. Most of it was... Uh, uh, pretty pretty much uh, playbook, right? You expected most of the stuff, but uh, there was some good football, and I'm ex- I'm excited for more good football this weekend on the lead up but, to but, the but Super the Bengals Bowl. defense is much better than the Jaguars defense, so that is true. There's your sports talk, guys. We did it. Did it again. 
I think we should probably do it, Travis, probably pretty soon. Uh, yeah, might as well. Might as well do another one uh, more sooner than later, guys. So Yeah. And really, it's pretty much selfish because if we continue to do this, um, there's going to be another episode where I get to talk to somebody like Maurice LaMarche. Right. Uh, so whether you listen to it or not, I still got to talk to the brain. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Bill Damon. at White Bad Audio for the music used in this podcast. Thank you for listening to this installment of WFOD. Operation is 100% independent, so your support is appreciated. Tell a friend, share a link, leave a review, be sure to subscribe because we don't want you to miss the next one. Visit WFODshow.com for links to blogs, bits, our Discord server, and our Patreon where you can support the show for as little as $1 per month. Thank you to our current supporters, Jay Adson, Rabbit Poundings, Brian Kranz, and Liquid Lozenge. We will return before you know it, but really, we're never gone.